0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Networth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me, as always, from the other side of this glorious country, from sunny Northern California. I assume it's sunny. What has the weather today spread? Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful day in California. And joining us from north of the border, I think he's watching a basketball game right now. Are the Timberwolves winning yet, Jorge?
1: Uh, they were when I turned it off, but I didn't want it bleeding into the uh, audio, so I, I killed the TV.
0: Oh, that's that's very responsible for you. I just turned it on mute, and the Timberwolves are, in fact, still winning. Um, But we're not really that worried about that. Let's jump into a little recap of last week. We'll start with the bigger tournament in Charleston. We had the final today. Madison Keys looked great beating Caroline Wozniacki. Um, Jorge, I think you were watching that final. What did you see? Uh, Madison
1: Keys was just bludgeoning the ball, and she was uh, uh, peaking. She spoke after one match, actually, about this was – always one of the first tournaments she signed up for I thought that might have been you know paying lip service to the tournament director and to the fans and you know every player after a match says oh thank you so much for you helped me pull this win and and you know it's all because of the fans they all say it but then I looked at Madison Keys's record uh at Charleston relative to her WT tour record excluding the slams and I think she's dead serious she loves this tournament she plays very well in Charleston and uh she came through today she redlined almost all week and uh, it allowed her to, to pull out a big title against a Wozniacki, who had been playing really well. I had Wozniacki in the final. I thought that the way she was playing, she was actually hitting pretty crisply. Her first serve numbers were looking really strong. Um, and the way Madison can hit errors, I thought, you know, the retrieval would be in Wozniacki's favor. But there were just some balls that even she gave up trying to get to. Madison was just hitting so hard and, and not missing. So big ups to Madison Keys. That was a, that was a well-played tournament.
0: Anytime you can hit the ball through a player like Caroline Wozniacki, it's really impressive. Um, what do you think about keys there, Spread? You ready to start betting her in these smaller tournaments? I don't know about any smaller tournaments, but, boy, that, like Hori uh, said, that's about as good as
2: she can play. Um, really just shows the unpredictability of this tour with the top 20 almost interchangeable um, as far as, you know, it's just whoever's playing the best of that week. Um, but when she plays like that, boy, she's a joy to watch, and obviously she's a threat anywhere. Um, going into clay season, I think she was a semifinalist last year at the French, and uh, what a great start for her. Um, it's funny because the way the, with all her power, you wouldn't expect her to be so good on clay, but um, she does do
0: pretty well. So let's uh, let's see if she can keep it up going to Europe. It was a pretty good week overall. There's a couple names that stood out to me. Um, I'll go back to you, Spread. What do you think about Helena Ostapenko's two wins?
2: Uh, well, the fact that she lost to Keys... And then Keys finished off the tournament like that makes her not look so bad. I think that she's rounding back into form. I think that, um, her health issues are, um, you know, I think she's getting a lot more healthy, but the fact that she has her mom as a coach, I think it's going to be a major detriment. I think that, um, this week, I think that Stevens and Puig really showed how much coaching really matters. Cause you took the coach from Stevens <laughs> and you know, then you added her to Puig and, uh, Stevens, obviously, is still really talented, but she's, she wasn't able to put it all together against Keyes, and then Puig played, you know, the best that we've seen her play since Rio. So uh, coaching matters, and I'm really disappointed that Ostapenko doesn't have a real coach.
0: What do you think about that, Jorge? I heard you give a little chuckle. Did you, um, did you like the way Puig played last week? I loved the I loved way it. he wrapped that up all together, transitioning
1: from Sloan to uh, Puig, comparing the the play, and then tying it back to Kamau. I thought that was excellent. Uh, that's why I chuckled. That was more of a uh, spread, being clever kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but I think Tweed was Pique was great. Sure, uh, I'm a little disappointed in Kiki Burton. So I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to, to jump right to her. Uh, just not not what I expected from her. Um, credit to Suckery, but on the Ostapenko front too. You got to remember that she had two wins, but she was down I think five one in that third set against a returning Shelby Rogers, who had played some great tennis for almost four. Four complete sets, or, or f- sorry, in her fifth set of tennis, I think she started to wear down a bit. So I'm going to take that win with a grain of salt. And she started the first set wonderfully against Keys, but after getting up, what was it three-lover, three-one? I mean, she did not win many games the rest of the match. So I think that that kind of ability to collapse is still worrisome for Ostapenko. Um, and we'll see how she reacts this week when she has to play uh, Bogota as the number one seed, the odds-on favorite is the motivation there if she wants to go out and win this tournament she should she should be able to um and if she doesn't win this tournament you have to question where the motivation is at if you can't win this one to get yourself back on track what's going on
0: Miss spread one of the players you talked about last week quite a bit was belinda benched did you get to watch a lot of her matches how did she look on clay unbelievable i thought that she was going to win the whole tournament
2: after the first two she came out uh just on fire and then um Petra Martic, who's you know also we can't go without mentioning her because she had a nice little breakout tournament here too. Um, really beat her fairly easily, which really surprised me. She didn't play her best, uh, but you got to give credit to Martic because she went ahead and took uh, took advantage of that. So um, I don't know. I was surprised to see how she looked so good, and then you know I don't I don't know if it was credit to Martic or just Benches all of a sudden was very error prone it seemed in that match, but um, I like her game going into clay and I think this is a nice little of warm up for. Her.
1: I I would totally yes. agree with that. Um Benchich has some I I don't see her as this great clay player. Uh she's definitely a hard quarter. She's only played before this tournament in Charleston. She had played three matches since the start of 2016 on clay. She was 3 and 6 in 2015, 0 oh and 1 in 2016, 1 and 1 in 2018. Um, I'm just not sold on it. She lost to Ryborakova at the French last year, who prefers the grass more than anything. The year before that, Viznina in Charleston was her only match on clay. And here, uh, she lost to a talented clay quarter. Martich kind of broke out, made the semis one or quarter. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of disappointed there. It's going to kill the odds moving forward, like we saw with Vondrusso and the Sunshine Double. Um, but, you know, that that's a match that I'm, I'm kind of bummed I didn't bet on because... This is Mardich's surface, and and frankly, it's just not for Benchit. She looked great against, now these players' names. Ready? Destiny Ayava, <laughs> Ali Kick, and Taylor Townsend. So what?
2: So what?
1: You know, like, I, sure you made the quarter, sure you didn't drop a set before the quarterfinal match, but you didn't beat anybody. You were, a, you you know, you were a 1.24, 1.20, and 1.24 favorite. A rolling parlay would barely get me to even money on those three matches. You know what I mean. So uh, I, I'm not sold on Benchich, and I think when we get to Lugano, a little bit of foreshadowing. I'll, I'll give a hint here. She will not be one of my, um, outrights, and I'm very happy that she's only plus one fifty at Bet three six five because it's giving me value in many other places.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to talk about that for sure. Anything else to cover in Charleston before we hit the Well, now you have to be the tiebreaker on Benchich. What do you think? I don't see anything that, that would make any sense. I'm kind of with Jorge on. She had three wins. There were three blowouts. I'm sure the numbers will look great in all three of those matches, but the average rank faced is going to be really low. I was surprised she lost in two sets to Mardich, um, but we'll see. I, it, she doesn't play a lot she, on fight. She flight. couldn't break her. If I go back and look, yeah, it's. I think she's played something like less than 10, maybe less than 15 matches in 2018 and 2017 on the surface. So She played two. I, I don't really know what to say. She played say. two on the surface
1: in 2017
0: right, she was injured
1: didn't play clay and then she played two last year that's it
0: there you go right i knew it was a real yeah. small number i didn't think it was even that three small. Going, back so going back to the
1: beginning of 2016.
0: wow yeah yeah so I, i'm inclined to go against her and, and maybe avoid her a little bit um but anything else in charleston guys i think i'm good
1: no let's let's Great. go monterey which is finals just about to start
0: that's right. Starting in, in just a few moments here, we'll have the final between Garbina, Muguruza, and um, Victoria Azarenka um, in the last hard court tournament of the year. A um, couple interesting players. You know, Jorge, what did you see here? What are, what are your big takeaways from Monterey? Uh,
1: Azarenka's back. I think that's the number one takeaway. Muguruza won this last year. Um, I think she tends to have support in kind of the Latin American uh, part of the, the the schedule here, and uh, I think she she thrives on that. Uh, but Azarenko was bludgeoning the ball against Kerber. I was when she was down in the first set. Uh, I was worried that my over wasn't going to hit. And when she roared back, I remember when she when she won the tenth game to take the set 6-4. I was petrified that she wouldn't that she, my over wouldn't hit because of Kerber uh, losing the straights. But she's she played extremely well this week. She bludgeoned Kato. Uh, dispatched Diaz easily, and uh, sent Pavs to the showers, you know, very quickly. So very impressive. We had talked, and I had tweeted, and and we had talked in our our chat group about her lack of good wins this year. She had lost to some very good players, um, but she hadn't beaten anybody of significance. And so beating Pavs and Kerber back-to-back, and now a chance to win a title and make it Pavlyuchenkova-Kerber-Muguruza back-to-back, I think that would really cement her being back, even though it's only a 280 international. That's a, that, that's three nice wins in succession.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. She really stood out last week. What did you see spread? More of love or anything else? Oh,
2: well, I think the story of the tournament has to be Greta Arndt. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding
0: but, uh, <laughs> She did win a whole match. Yeah, I
2: know I couldn't believe it. I had uh, I don't even pronounce her name right. Arua Barno right I, I had her. I couldn't believe that she lost to a 40 year old but uh, no on the, the story of the tournament obviously is Vika. Uh, Muguruza has been um, inconsistent, but we all know that when she turns it on she can be a uh, um, you know top, top 10 level player. The thing with Vika, we hadn't seen her put matches together. So for her to go ahead and be able to do this, um, I just think was really impressive and boy, it makes it even more um, of a crowded field as far as actually contenders going into these tournaments. I mean, when we're getting into these bigger tournaments, I mean, we're going in with 15 to 20 women having a a reasonable shot to win the tournament. And uh, with Vika playing at the old level she had and and getting back to her, her close to her top form, I mean,
0: it just makes the field that much more crowded. Yeah, she was a lot of fun, fun to watch this week. I'm looking through it. Nothing else really stood out to me. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about before we jump into the, the week that no, the, that's let's coming?
1: No, let going with the, uh, the futures for this week.
0: Awesome. All right, let's start with Bogota. Um, we got a clay tournament. Looking at some previous winners here, last year, Schmidlova beat Ara Burina. I have no idea how to say that. Schiavone uh, beat uh, Ara Burina again in 2017, so that's back-to-back finals for Lara. And Irina Falcone in 2016 beat Silvi- Silvia Soler Espinosa. So based on the last three years, guys, somebody from Spain is going to finish second. Um <laughs> but-
1: it's it's true but let's let me preface this quickly by saying usually this tournament sees maybe two or three players in the top hundred maybe one top 50 player and then a couple between 50 and 100 this year there's a plethora of them so i I would if people are going to look at taking out rights and say well let's take a long shot at like 100 to one uh because they the smaller players tend to do well here you do have to contextualize that a bit and i'd be careful with those uh those really really big long shots in in uh, this year you yeah, look so why do you through, think more top players i have no idea genie was signed up to play this too and and i think she's hurt because she's pulled out of a couple uh consecutive uh weeks of tournaments. i think she pulled out of monterey as well uh so you've got like i think every seed is a top 100 player other than ivana Yorovich. um i dalila is so at least the top nine seeds are 100 top 100 players um you know, I, I think that that's that's pretty impressive, and it's it certainly never happened before, or at least not in the last uh, three or four years. Uh, I have no idea why. Maybe more more money coming in from sponsors allowed tournament directors to to give Ostapenko a nice fee or Anisimova a nice fee.
0: That's surprising because it's a, a, you'd think it'd be an easy travel spot. You only have to go one time zone over from Charleston, and I think that would be also one time zone over from Monterey, maybe even the same time zone. Still a couple hours um, though flying it, down, it, it's and then odd. you
1: to go to Europe from South America. Yeah because everything is going to be over there starting next week, right? So.
0: Yeah, but you made a great call there, Jorge. Looking through some of the history here, um, you know, I'm looking all the way back to 2000, and in that roughly 18 years of the tournament, the biggest name here, we've got a Kerber, we've got Caroline Garcia, and that's a bit it. Somebody named Fabiola uh, Zuluaga won three years in a row from 2002 to 2004. Um, yeah, and again, Lara Arabarena really likes playing here for some reason, but... Um, Let's jump into the outrights. Again, a smaller tournament here. So we'll just do halves instead of quarters. In the top half, we've got Helena Ostapenko. So we'll start with Spread, who, of course, is picking her. I mean,
2: <laughs> it's really not that tough a draw. So let's hopefully that uh, Ostapenko and Anis uh, both advance their first couple rounds because I'd like to see that match. Um, we were real interested to see who wins on hard courts, uh, in current form, I might favor Anna Samova, but I think on uh, clay, I like Ostapenko right there. And then most likely, I, I don't know. I did a real chalky draw, but like I was telling Jorge, I'm not, um, as good at these lower players. Like, you know, they're between 50 to 100, so I could be missing some, but, um, did you guys like Siegman to go out the, the bottom half of that one? Yeah. I thought
0: that was actually pretty interesting. That was one of the names I was going to talk about. It, at 9-1, to one, I, I stared at that for quite some time. She's pretty good on this surface. and I think she walks into the quarter, you know, I guess that's the semifinals at that point, to whoever wins Ostopenko and Anna Samova. What do you uh, think, Corey? So
1: 365 kind of just screwed me over as we were starting this uh, podcast. They've taken down their outrights. So the two that I have clicked on that I still have on my bet slip um, that I'm probably not going to be able to place the wagers on are Laura Siegmund. Um, she's the one, sorry, the one in this half. I'll get to the other one when we get to the bottom half. Although it's a foregone conclusion. Everyone should know by now who I'm taking in the bottom half. But Laura Siegmund uh, at 9 to 1 is my pick here. And I think this is a tournament that if you want to lay a full unit on an outright, this is the one to do it because your two best players are in the same section. Your Edisimova and Ostapenko, uh, although it may not be her surface, um, you know, if she can hit through it. Uh, Anisimova can be a threat, and one of them is guaranteed to be out in the quarterfinals. So that's awesome. Um, and I would definitely stick to the, the second section of the, of the top half, where um, those two are the favorites as well, I believe, Anisimova and Ostapenko. So now I'm getting uh, Siegmund. Should be into the semifinals with uh, a fair amount of ease, other than perhaps Sarah Sribes Tormo. But Tormo, just because she's from Spain and a pusher, her numbers aren't that impressive on clay. So I will easily back Laura Siegmund here. And then hopefully her uh, consistency and ability to get get to balls and create angles will uh, will frustrate and beat Ostapenko. Uh, I don't even know if you need to hedge that uh, 9-1. to I think she should be favored to be in the final.
0: Yeah, I like Sigmund a lot. I definitely had her on on my list, um, and and not much else stood out in this top half. I think you got it. You hit the nail right on the head, Jorge, talking about Ostapenko and Anasimova having to play each other in the quarterfinals. Really puts us in a great position to take someone else in in this draw. Um, any other names stand out to you? Spread top half, no. All right. Let's jump into the bottom half, Ben. Um, I guess we'll let you go first, Jorge, because um, <laughs> I've got another bet this week on you taking an outright on Tamara Zdanik. So did I uh, collect Holy two Halliburn, weeks in a row,
1: buddy? You should. Uh, you should be rolling par- You should do a rolling parlay of these. Parlay
0: of these. <laughs> You'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. I wonder if Dimes has a line for Jorge picks a for every <laughs> clay tournament this year on the outright. I, I wonder what that would be, because I think uh, that's worth was a sprinkle. Thir-
1: she was 12 to 1 at Bet365. Uh, uh, I'm getting 12 16 12 to 1 at Unibet. Again, your weekly reminder to shop around, around through shop. books. Um, so I'm I'm taking 16 to 1. There's There's no doubt in my mind. Um, those who listen to the show and especially you two who are all in a group chat together know that I love her on clay Um, she's got three qualifier slash lucky loser spots uh, in her section and Sasha Vickery and uh, listeners may not know this as well as you two I despise Sasha Vickery so if that comes down to Zidancic versus Vickery in the second round and Vickery wins uh, you may not see me on Twitter for a few days I'll be raging pretty hard (laughs) I'll be
2: raging pretty hard <laughs> yeah, I saw that when the draw came out. That was the first thing I had to message you when I saw the draw. I said, Oh my gosh, if they play in the second round and and loses
0: and loses to victory I don't know how Jorge's oh, gonna handle it. It will
1: it. not be pleasant. Uh, it will not be
0: pleasant. Just just incredible. I am really excited about that. Um so you've got Zidanzik. Uh Spread, anybody you saw in the bottom half that you liked? Honestly, I I don't really feel that confident picking these players.
2: So Jackupovich on play how do you guys how do you guys rank her because she seems to have an uh, okay path but i don't think i've seen her play it play on clay for a long time so i don't really feel that comfortable
1: yeah i think her numbers are, her are a bit here. better on clay than hard courts um so she probably prefers it yeah uh, i'm i'm not sold on taking it out right on her ever though just the Consistency and and frankly, watching five matches of hers in a row would watching would drive me up the wall, probably into an asylum. Like, she's so, <laughs> frustrating she's
0: so frustrating to watch. So it's looking at 2018. I've only got eight clay matches for jackupovich Average rank faced 114. She's got a whole break of 107, which is admirable. You know, an average games of plus 125, but that's nothing to get too excited about. um the only name that I saw here in this bottom half was, again, Ara Borena. Just because you go back and look through the history of this tournament and how she's played here, she's never done worse than the quarterfinals. You know, it's not a terribly big tournament, so you only got to win, I think, two ma- two matches to get there. But um, she's, I think, won it twice. She was, or no, I'm sorry, she made the finals three times um, and the semifinals, I think, another two times. I was looking at her at 12 to 1, but, uh, you know, she, if I take her and Zidantic at 12 to 1, I think I have a good shot at having both of the semifinalists there. Yeah. You're not worried about Jarwich no, at is all
1: here. She's a big hitter. She's a young and consistent player. I don't even think she gets by Babosh. I think her lack of clay pedigree. Um Babosh isn't a great clay player, but I think experience factors in there. Um, I would not be worried about a Jorovich or, or like a Lynette. Um, the only one that might worry me in this section might be Shelby Rogers. Like look through her clay results. Even on red clay, like she's she snuck a couple good wins in there, so she could she could do some damage. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm in love with the Zidancic. I think she's got a breeze to the the quarters and then, I mean, likely makes the semis. I can't see her not making the final. Uh, I just don't see how this is anything but a Siegmund versus um, Zidancic final, with the one caveat being if Ostapenko is on and and motivated and wants a a title, then she's got that ability. But I think this is, for me anyway, I love the prices on on Siegmund and uh, Zidancic.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think he just talked me out of the Arab Arena one a little bit. You know, she's the same price as Zidantic, but a little tougher draw. You're right. Rogers could be there. She you know, or even even Lynette. I mean, Lynette's not a great clay player, but she's gonna make you play an honest match. And then Jackopovich might be a little What's tough, so I think I'm on... gonna back off that and just what stick with Zidantic and Arena? Siegmund. What was the price on Arab Arena? Uh same as um, yeah. Zidantic. They're both 12-1, aren't They're both one, right?
1: I'm seeing yeah, twelve to one. I got the at 16 so uh and by the way sasha vickery at unibet is 12 to 1 i i need to find out who makes their outright tennis lines and write them a letter because the fact that you're implying that sasha vickery is has got a better chance than tamara zadancic absolutely it, it no no it
0: do they have a note do they do they have a no play there that would be a classic bow play of the year at like minus 8,000 sasha whatever. vickery knocked <laughs> oh sasha
1: vickery knocked
0: yeah, yeah. What, would, what would that be minus like 10,000 I don't know yeah, whatever I'm gonna sell, we'll yeah, sell the house uh, in
1: Toronto and put every fucking pa- <laughs> oh I'm not supposed to swear I don't like swearing on the podcast oh, but I hate Vickery so much I just let an F-bomb slip um, F-bomb yeah, F-bomb yeah F-bomb. I'll put every goddamn dollar I have yeah, on, on that minus 10,000 line <laughs> on that
2: minus
0: 10,000 line well that would be good My my guess is that doesn't exist alright that's just about all I had for Bogota from an outright perspective do you guys have anything no, else sir? nope Flipping through, I didn't see too many lines for matches here. Actually, you know what? Some round one just popped up here. So the first one I've got, um, Schmedloff is minus 175 um, to Yaseline Bonaventure, plus 125. That looks just about right to me. Do either one of you have anything to say about that? I would say that I think that uh, she might be...
1: I like her to win there, but I can't trust like Schmidlová on a on a spread just because she does have a lot of like lopsided sets, and I've been screwed this week by a couple of those, um, from like uh, Zdanski freedsum to Mardich Pagula, and then yesterday uh, had it happen again with a 1-6 to a random wild card in in Bogota qualifying. So I'm gonna stay away from that match. I think it's lined about right, but. Um, just on a on a bonaventure fate isn't the worst idea. If you, if people drink one seventy five juice, then go for it. I think that's a play. I I personally don't. Um, that's too far for me to to drink the juice. But um, I, I think there's there might be a bit of value if you like uh,
2: if you don't mind the juice.
0: Yeah, that's a th- I think that's a parlay piece for me. Anything to say about this one spread?
2: No, I'm gonna stay away from this one.
0: All right. The, um, the next one I've got here, you are just talking about uh, Shelby Rogers, Jorge. She's only minus 138 against Astra Sharma, who I, I can't find really any clay matches for at all of any significance. Um, that feels cheap at first glance. Yeah, what do you I think? Yeah, I
1: think that she she played a couple matches in Charleston. She's getting her legs back. She's not going to be too fatigued. She didn't go too deep. She pushed Ostapenko. Um, I think she she's one of those players who has that combination of she's she made, she made that deep run at the French, and I think that that really kind of helped uh, boost her ability on clay, and She's she's picked up a couple of decent scalps. Um, I'm not too worried about the fact that she's mainly a, a server and, uh, and and hitter. I think she adapts well to the clay. She deals well with the spin, and Sharma's not exactly a clay quarter. She's an Aussie, and she went to school, I believe, at Wake Forest, so you're not playing many clay matches in the NCAA uh, circuit, so I uh, I'm I'm – Trouble as to why she's 1.74 um for me and and not around 1.57 i think there's a there's a fair amount of value um like 17 cents on the dollar uh to, to shelby rogers here
0: yeah i like that price a lot i may even just drink the juice on that if i could get i don't like even a bother with the spread that would be great uh, um i
1: just jumped right to, i said you know 174 one yeah. 175 is is pr- the threshold is usually one, 170 is as low as I like to go, which is, I think, well, minus 140 to minus 145 for you Yanks. Uh, that's about yep. as, as juicy as I like to get with money lines, but this is this is fine to me. And I think that, again, if the value is there, um, you know, whether it's a favorite or a dog, the value is value. And, and she does have plenty of room at this
2: price.
0: Yeah, I like that. What do you think, spready you hopping
2: on board? Uh, I'm going to stay away from this one as well, but I like your guy's idea. I think the reason that the line isn't higher is because of, uh, you know, we're still not sure about Rogers physically and it wouldn't be that surprising if, um, you know, the injury were, uh, were to come back or, you know, she had some soreness, you know, so I think maybe the reason is, you know, especially on books that pay out after the first set, like five dimes, um. You know, you're just not 100% sure if she's gonna be able to finish the match yet. She, you know, she had two good matches at home, but um, now she's on the road and it's gonna be a real big test. Um, so yeah, I think that's why I the line is I completely agree with at. that.
1: I think this line is 100% on um, her ability physically, and I will say that. Um, yeah, that's that's why I think that part of my handicap was I'm okay with that just because she didn't play too too much in Charleston she's had a few days and she did kind of get acclimated so I you know I think that uh, that we're we're safe relative to the price Um, but absolutely spread is dead on there there is that tiny bit of risk which might push you to like 1.61 on the price then Uh, but I think there's even still value uh, at 1.74 uh, over 10 cents of value there at 161. So um, I, I still think it's a play, but yeah, 100% be mindful of that. And if you have a book that offers voids on retirements or what do you call them? Pushes, I guess, in the States, um, take that. If Bet365 offers the same thing as Pinnacle and Unibet, go to Bet365 just in case. Go to bet
0: yeah, that's a smart thing. You know, when you, you got to think about matches if you're ever worried about someone's fatigue or health. That's a great um, little precaution to take.
2: And I think uh, for the ones who use five dimes, because that's a real popular one, I think that they go after right. one set. They have action. So if she were to retire in the first set, it'd be a push. And if she were to retire in the second set... Yeah, I,
1: the vast majority of books do that. I think the only ones I know of, the only one I can use that doesn't is Bet365. And I believe Skybet... Or Ladbrokes, one of those two British books for our British listeners, um, that I don't have access to, so I, I'm not positive. Well, I think one of them is a, a full match book, so you know, just keep that in mind as you uh, as you place your bets and you shop your lines. Um, you might even it might even be worth it to, to pay three cents to get that. Like if if 365 opens at 171 or 172 and and Pinnacle's at 174, pay the two cents on the dollar. It, it, it's honestly you've still got. Double digit value, you've still got well over 10 cents of value in my mind, and you get that kind of insurance, so well worth the cost.
0: Yeah, I I think again, you got to be careful with with all that stuff. Um, let's see here, we got Amanda Anasamova is a huge favorite over Lasicki. I don't think there's anything to really say there. Connie Perrin minus 225 against. Um, someone named Maria Serrano. Do uh, any of you guys recognize that name? Uh, I, I don't do know, do you know. She's her a local or, eh?
1: Colombian, but I believe either her or Arango, who's playing Arbarena, did something here last year. Um, so, Connie Perrin, just not not someone I'm willing to pay minus <laughs> two twenty-five to back. Uh, so I'm gonna pass on that match. Um, I believe uh, last year she lost a blink of a two and four in the first round uh, as a plus six sixty four dog. So it was Arango, and obviously Arango not going to do much uh, this year because she's got to play Arab Arena. But um, yeah, that's this is a pass for me. I have no interest in getting involved at backing Connie Perrin at that price. Yeah,
0: it's it's tough to back a player like that. Um, and then the last one, Tamara Zadansik minus two seventy five over Arena Chromacheva uh chromacheva plus 200 what do you think jorge you like the dog that's my answer (laughs) all right um those are all the lines that I've, i've got for bogota so i think stuff is still kind of filtering out um so that just about wraps up bogota let's jump into lugano um where i'm looking at it is this is this a relatively new tournament it looks like there's only two um so it was a hardcore tournament in 2017 that Von Drusova won and the change to clay in 2018 and Mertens beat Sabalenka. Um, that's is, interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I guess it is a relatively new tournament. It is, yeah. Anyway, um, so jumping into the draw here again, we'll just go top half and bottom half. It's um, a pretty good foreshadowing by Jorge earlier. So as to reward him, I'm going to make him go second. Um, what do you see here in the top half spread? Any, any value for you? Or are you going to jump on and take Belinda Benchet? so uh, Jorge can laugh at you? No I mean even even if I favored her to do well here plus 150 I
2: mean that's no that's not an yeah. right price <laughs> that's like a one match price yeah. um, So what did jump out to me is I want to see how well Kuznetsova plays love you on her return. Um, she she can be a very strong player but you know obviously with her not playing for a while we have no idea what to expect. So that's the main thing I'm looking for out of the top half. And I'd like to see how well if uh, Kuzmova continues to uh, do well because I think she's been doing pretty well this year. Um, So we switch over to clay. I'd like to see how she's playing.
0: All right, Jorge, lay it out for me. Who do you like in the top half?
1: The rational approach to these things and a lot of times try and target the weakest quarter and and find someone who can come through. In this case, I'm going to go to... I I love a play in the top half here. Victoria Kuzmova. um, Because A... Even if Bencic is playing well, she's on the other side of that half. She's in the, the second quarter, not the first quarter. Uh, B, Swiatek could be really tough. That's the one obstacle here, um, the young Polish player. But uh, she won a ton of ITFs last year. I think that would be a really good match. Uh, but other than that, qualifier, Rodina qualifier, qualifier, Lapko. Lapko did well here last year, but she's out of form, um, and I'm not worried. Mova, primarily a bigger hitter, but she's had so, she had some decent success. She won a couple of... 100,000 ITF tournaments last year, um, and she's not afraid to play on the clay, and she can and she can hit through it. So I'm not uh, too concerned about her. And I just I also wanted to point out Tamara Korpach, She did well here last year. She loves the clay. Boy, did she get a tough first round draw against Tamia Bajensky playing in Switzerland. Um, that'll be a match to watch. Uh, not necessarily bet, but definitely watch that if you're uh, if you're a fan of clay court tennis. Uh, but that's my outright in the top half. Uh, is going to be uh, Kuzmova, and I'm hoping. And I love the fact that Benjic has probably pushed that price up too, because plus one hundred and fifty is just stupid.
0: That's interesting. I don't necessarily think of Kuzmova as uh, a clay player. She had a lot no, of like success I said on the last surface. year. She
1: she she wasn't bad. Like, like at tour level, I guess you would say she's bad. all right. She was all right. But she did go go last year. She was fourteen and five. Ten of those wins were uh, winning Budapest and Ternov at the ITF level. But remember, both of those are hundred K events. Like she beat Schmidlova, she beat Alexandrova twice. Not the greatest wins on you know on clay as opposed to hard, but still uh, decent. She beat um, Joanna Larson. She beat Madison Brangle on uh, Jabour. Uh, I think even Jasmine Paulini and Kang surmar in France was uh, is a half-decent win. She beat Schiavone, uh at the French Open. Her losses came to, like, Julia Gerges, Kuter Matova, Alina Svitolina, uh, Kyong Wong, and Andrea Petkovic. So I think it takes a much better player to beat her, and the only one of that caliber in this, is Bencic, who does not have a, a track record to speak of in the last three years, and who I think, you know, if they go head-to-head fine you know if she beats her she beats her but I'm getting a, a huge price here on um, on Cosmova at 20 to 1 and really I only see the the main threat there being Benchich and I'm definitely not sold on Bencic uh, to come through
0: well the good news is somewhere Dondo <laughs> is smiling right now he does i think that's i think you're right i you know i was looking at this i didn't have any names really circled on my own i thought maybe Bachinski. you know she's 25 to one but you know she gets benched relatively early and kuznetsova alexandrova who wins that's not necessarily going to be super easy um but i think you're right who's moving that bottom half you know what nice things do you have to say about rodina Labko? maybe swiatek plays at a high level because she's just a young player but yeah i, I, I just got a really I think good number uh...
1: You look at the, the, the that, that's what pushed me off Pashinsky, too. Is I, I don't like the fact that she's such a huge favorite in that first match that she could lose to Korpach. Uh, she is still coming back. She Who knows about the health? She hasn't really played a ton of matches since her return. And, and Korpach is a pretty good clay player. So I, I don't want to get involved in taking her outright when she could fall at the first hurdle. Um, I'm pretty confident that Kuzmova beats whatever qualifier she plays. Maybe struggles with Sujatek, but then I'm very confident she wins the quarters, uh, quarterfinal if she gets there. So, I'm gonna stick with the the 20 to one instead of the 25 to one, where I'm a lot more confident in her route to the semis. Um, I think that provides more value than uh, than Byshynski would, because she's got, uh, like like Spread said, if Kuznetsova's got her legs and she's she's trained well and she's ready to go, she's a much better clay player than I think that entire section other than Bashinsky. So, you just but you can't take it outright on someone just coming back that's the only issue that's the only problem there right so it's i think that top half that first quarter is kind of a write-off for me there's too many question marks in there um so i'll stick with kuzmova in the second
0: all right let's jump into the bottom half um spread who do you see in the bottom half here anybody you like are you jumping on carlos suarez navarro at nine to one that kind of looks tasty how'd you know (laughs) you know i'm a big fan (laughs) of csn and
2: although like uh Sometimes she doesn't have the consistent results, you know, over the whole tournament when she's on. Um, She can play very well, and I think her game um, sets up nicely on the clay court surface. So that was the one that I was looking at. Um, I think other notable ones to watch will be be interested to see how Parmi NTA plays um, because she's been keeping her ranking high with uh, good showings at tournaments like these, and she does a good job of beating the players that she should beat. Um, so I'll be interested to see how she performs as well.
1: I had, what do you think, Jorge? Anybody like uh, down here in the bottom? CS Hen Circle at first. Nine to one is a nice price. I think you look around, there's not many big names in this bottom half. Vogel had some, sex here, some, some, sex, some success, apologies, um, a year ago. Uh, I'm not sold on, on her doing it again. But my issue is that she could, again... CSN could very well lose that first match. This is Polona Herzog's favorite surface. Uh, you know, she's six feet tall and she can serve. And, and Suarez Navarro, if, if she's serving well and she puts a lot of first serves in, even on the clay, when she can throw in the variety and serve big, I think CSN can sometimes struggle with those bigger servers. I think she prefers those in-between players like Svitolina um, and other, uh, other pushers that she can be the aggressor on and use her angles and her backhand. So I, I stayed away from it for that reason. Um, just because i don't want to take a nine to one that loses first round i took veronica kudermatova in this in this half uh, i think you know the young russian can really hit she's really talented and again another young player that that is i think underrated on the clay she did decently last year she went to the quarterfinals in uh in Gstaad where she beat tyichmann kuzmova um at the french she didn't she didn't even qualify for the french and that was the issue but she qualified for stuttgart she beat Suárez Navarro in Stuttgart last year, seven six six two. That's played indoors, where I think and I think it's a little bit quicker, which plays to her favor over Suárez Navarro. But it's still encouraging to see that head-to-head there. Um, so I'll I think at forty to one, it's well worth the shot to take uh, Veronica Kudermatova in this half, um, where I mean you look around if she gets by CSN, there's not a whole lot stopping her from making the final. And I, I love to get in on a 40 to 1 to the final if possible. I might end up uh, throwing something on Carla too, just to kind of really in my mind cement the fact that I I, I think I guarantee myself a semifinalist. Um, but I, I think Kuda Matova is the, the much more value pick here when you get you know over four times the uh, the value for, uh, for your dollar.
0: Yeah, I think I like Suarez Navarro, but I, I, it was the same thought I had, you know, about Herkog in the first match when I looked at it. That's the toughest match she has here till she gets probably all the way to the finals. Um... You know, Hercog's at twelve to one, Suarez Navarro's at nine to one. Um I think there is still some value in Suarez Navarro. She is favored of that match. Um, you know, the head to head's all pretty old. I was looking back, neither players actually played here since two thousand eleven, so I think that both of them will have some time to try to figure out, you know, that there'll be a little bit of uncomfortableness in that first match. Actually probably like an over there, um, if we got a line for that. I had a different forty to one circled here. Um and I don't know why I think you're going to laugh when I say Arantia. this name, but uh, Aransta, I don't know, Roos. Um, yeah, a Arancha Roos at, at 40 to one. Um, Galubich, you know, it had a nice run at the Indian Wells events, but not a great clay player by any stretch of the imagination. You know, Parmentier is her toughest so match until my, she gets probably Suarez question, Navarro. Um,
1: she starts as a plus 185 dog, okay? Would the role, and she's probably going to be Evens Or a dog against Vogela or Parmentier. What does the rolling parlay get you? She is plus, depending on the book. She's plus 180 in the first match. um, And it's down. She's she's been taking money. She opened at pinnacle at plus 156. Got all the way up to plus 208, uh, and is now back down to plus 186. She's plus 192 at marathon. Plus 190 at one bet plus 188 at unibet so she's in that plus 190 range i think that you might be able to if she can win this and get the second okay. match um is going to be probably a plus 110 scenario or or, or or maybe even better um i think that i i do like ruse in that first round i've got her circled i 100 percent with you but i think that you might be able to just play her as singles Play her in single matches and, and not need to, to tie that money up in an outright, need her to go all the way and then start having to hedge and put more money behind her. I think just look at the indiv- individual matches and either put a, a small amount on a rolling parlay or just you know play an individual match here and then next round pass if you want or you know that kind of deal. But um, that's why I didn't play her outright.
0: That's interesting. So, what do you just out of curiosity? Then So we've got plus one eighty in the first match. We'll go plus one ten in the second. You know, what would you make her against? My guess is maybe Mandy Manila or yeah, even that's, Mandy the other, Vank. that's the other. That's other. I have is, no idea who comes out of that mess.
1: Well, I don't, I don't even know if Morella. I like Manila and
0: Yeah, um, Schmitzko not going right to the, the
1: quarter. I wouldn't think Van Uitveen got a gifted a draw here. She's not a clay player, but she got uh, she got a nice little draw to get to the quarters. I, I think that Van Uitveen would actually be the, the favorite again nice there. Uh, maybe roos you get minus one ten at worst case scenario. um So uh, and then in the in the semi, she's plus two hundred or better to Suarez Navarro. All
0: right, so if I put those together, I'll just go finals. plus two hundred. So yeah, I'm I think you're better off on the roll. And the the finals finals yet.
1: If that's if that's your alleyway, or that's the the,
0: the the way yeah, you want to go. I think go. you're right the way you want to go. Yeah, I, I think that's a good call out, but I'm definitely gonna be on her this week. I'd if she's oh, you will. I plus mean, 180 I, against um, will. i mean Those American books and locals um percent take their cues from offshores.
1: So if the offshores are anywhere between plus one eighty six and plus one ninety, I cannot see you getting anything worse than plus one seventy five, plus one eighty. I
2: cannot see you getting anything worse
0: than plus one seventy five. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be all over that. Alright, anything else to say about the outright market before we look at some first round matches? Nope, let's do it. All right. So let's jump in here. The first match I see uh, Kuznetsova is a dog, plus 137 to Alexandrova at minus 188. Yeah, um, just does that based look right on to you, the Jorge? fact
1: that um, Alexandrova does. Yeah, just, she can play decently. She's not a great clay player. And Kuznetsova, who is a great clay player, we talked about this, as spread mentioned earlier, coming back, yeah. the question marks there. Um, if there's value, it's with Kuznetsova, but I've got so many other uh, bets this week, primarily on the men's side, that uh, I'm not going to force a bet here when I when I think I like a, a lot more value in um, in other other venues and events. So personally, for me, it's it's a pass.
0: All right. Any interesting Kuznetsova spread?
2: Yeah. No, I think that match would be a pure gamble. I think you're uh, much better off just watching, seeing how well she plays, see if she comes back. Um, because I don't see unless it, you know you have practice footage of her or you know things of that nature. I don't know how you can reasonably predict how well she's going to do after this long of a layoff.
0: All right, well, the next match I have up here spread one of your favorites, Serana Cersti, is playing Mona oh, yeah. Barthol. She's plus one hundred, Barthol minus one thirty-eight. You going to take Cirsty? I'm looking Barthol on clay. Barthel and Clay, it's you know I don't see too many great things to say about her. You know, hold yeah. break less than a hundred. There, there, right there. So <laughs> um, like, there, there it is, right there. But so it surged these last <laughs> year. Both like this is. There
1: it is, right there. Yeah,
0: neither these of are them great. are very good clay players, are they? Yeah, if I, I have to go back to 2017 before well, I both, find anything of real streaky positiveness. and
1: inconsistent players, and they like to rip the ball and then they disappear. Like I, I'll I come back to the Barthel versus Farrow match in Wawin, where I was on. Uh, Barthel. So you always remember the matches you were on and got screwed over on, right? But those memories still help you understand and yeah. watching enough matches. You, you They help build that knowledge base. She is a streaky player. She always has been. She beat, I think she beat, was it Muguruza or something the other week? She beat someone big at, at, as a huge underdog, like at, during the Sunshine. Yeah, during the Sunshine Double. Um, she beat Gorgas. So she can beat anyone on him again. she's very talented. There you go. Yeah. As like a plus 400. She beat 400 Keys as well at Indian Wells. But she can also disappear and lose to nobody. And so can Kirstea. Like, you want to talk about a pure gamble of a match. How on earth do you handicap an edge in that match? Like, you don't know. If you know one player is inconsistent, the other one's a bit more consistent, you can kind of, you know, manipulate the, not manipulate the numbers, but kind of use that to to, to gain an edge. Um, depending on the matchup but when they're both so inconsistent there's no known variables to input anything into here right everything's unknown
0: yeah I think that's a pass all around Um, next match I've got here Schmidt-Kova's playing Van Ute-Vank. Um Sounds like, Jorge, you expect Van Utevank to be a big favorite. She's minus yeah, 250. Uh, that's price. Uh, anything right. to like, say here? Van just move along? is no
1: clay player, but luckily for yeah, her, she got drawn against someone who is less talented than her and also isn't a clay player. So um, I, I expect her to come through. I wish I – see, this is the one thing. You see these draws and you see two good clay players play each other. I was thinking about this earlier. I would have loved to see Boshinsky play Van Utevank, and have that line somewhere, like, probably get minus 125 on Bashinsky you'd hammer that. And then Korpatch against Schmidtkova, again, you'd probably get, like, minus 140 on Korpatch and you could hammer that as well. It's just the way the cookie crumbles, though, right? You get two good players playing each other that results in no action, and then you get two crummy clay players playing against each other that results in no action. So, um, you know, that's the way that's the way it goes, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's always tough. Anything to add, Spread?
2: Do we do we know why Van Udank didn't play Miami?
0: No. Well it is a mandatory too, so it's it just had to be odd to me that she didn't some sort Or at least um,
1: it, like something nagging at her. Um,
2: yeah, that'd be the only thing that kind of um, would hit me towards Smithkova, but Smithkova didn't even bother coming over here. Um for the hardcourt season looks like her last tournament was in croatia um yeah i think uh this one discretion for yeah, better part, she, uh, part of dollar i would lay off uh, she lost that
1: that last set 6-1-2 to Benjic, which could imply some sort of injury um either she tanked it or she might have been carrying an injury too so that's a, that's a good good point
2: yeah, I would think more likely yeah. injury if she didn't play the very next tournament. It's a premier mandatory, you know, because. And she had a week and a half even if off. you sneak right? out, you know, because that first yeah. She lost the first week, so. She had a week
1: and a half off. That's definitely worrisome. She lost the
0: first week. Yeah, it didn't even Wells. That's odd. Yeah, good call out there, but I think you're right. It's a pass. Um, next match is golubic Galubich Roos. I've got Roos plus one seventy five at bet three six five right uh, now. I'm going to bet Roos at, at that number. Anybody the, else jumping on board? The
1: games is four, and I don't like that. And it's minus juice, so I'll probably just do my regular old get suckered into a to a big number on the money line. Um, three and a half doesn't do much for me because if Golubic wins, you know, four and four, I, I'm, I'm paying I'm paying minus one ten and still losing. That doesn't make any sense to me. Just give me the, the chance that Roos. Um, if right. she takes it three, then I'd rather be on plus one ninety than the than the plus four at minus money. So, one hundred percent, I'll be on. Um, if I play it, I'll be on the money line. I kind of want to dig into Gulli bitch and watch some uh, it, watch there. some of her on clay because she does have that slow uh, slow game where she can rip that one handed backhand with an angle. So I and Roos is a tall, immol- not immobile, doesn't move very well kind of player. So there is that little matchup wrinkle for me. So I'm gonna look into it more. But if I do end up on anything.
2: It'll be Roos ML. You joining the spread? Well, you know, I'm not really a big fan of first round matches, and I think this week's even worse. When we're looking at this, this is a perfect example. Uh, both these women, well, their last match no, on Roos, clay was in the middle Fed of last Cup July against Canada.
1: Um, that was I, on clay. Uh, she lost both those matches, mind you, but she played oh, okay. um, three sets and lost six four in the third to Francoise Abanda. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and those then, aren't coming uh, up on Andrei my Askew. flash for head to head. I didn't um, catch that. And Two she also ahead. played ITF this year. She's coming off uh, Santa Margherita di Pula, you know, the little Italian city that hosts like 10 ITFs in a row, back to back to back to back to back. To back, to back. Um, <laughs> that's uh, Is that that's where they made the pizza? A good margarita <laughs> pizza, just cheese, yeah. It's <laughs> one of my favorite pizzas. I love a good margarita there. pizza. So she has played Clay this year. Oh, but, um, man. You know, not exactly the most impressive she runs, but but she has been on the dirt, so that's something that's probably even more of a plus in her direction. Even if she didn't play extremely well, she's got matches under her belt, whereas Golibich doesn't.
2: Well, that's good knowledge, hey, I didn't know that, but uh, I'm still gonna lay off. <laughs>
0: All right, we've got Baczynski against Korspatch. Baczynski, a huge favorite, minus 350. Korspatch at plus 250. The way you were talking, Jorge, it sounded like you yeah, thought this could be maybe closer, or is this I can't feel about right to you? I can't bet
1: Korspatch here just because I do love Baczynski as a clay player, but at the same time, I do believe, and this is where I kind of got myself in trouble in January, was just because a price is up doesn't mean you have to play it. Um, just because of- sure if, if you're going pure you're gonna play every single mismatch that you find if you know that's one thing but plus 253 is just too much for core patch but she's still probably only winning this match uh, well under half the time so I, i'm not gonna to take a risk just because there's a price discrepancy in my books um but i'm also not backing Bashinsky against a quality clay player at 1.33 not a chance so i it's a pass for me but it's, it's one you got to watch, Put it uh, for all the people out there that aren't just listening to all watch right. matches, they bet on and, and are tennis fans, this is probably a good one to watch. Now it'll end up six love, six love, but to make me look like an idiot, but, but this is one I'm going to be uh, tuning into.
0: How about you spread? You just going to watch or you got, a, got any thoughts? Um,
2: probably won't bet it, but if I did, I like the value on core patch here. I think yeah. anything could happen. And, uh, Michael like Ray said she's a solid player here. So I would take the I would like the plus
0: money in this match. Yeah, maybe a sprinkle, but I, you I think what? you're right, it's I tough think, to put together um, too many visions. If of you're going to play winning. anything,
1: and again or I badge. I could see this Bashinski might win this four and four, so the over is at twenty and a half. Uh that's intriguing. And the spread is sitting at uh you can get four and a half games at even money at Unibet. That might be what I jump on, uh if anything.
0: Wow. That might be what i jumped on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, anything, I think that's I like that a lot. I like. Actually, I like that <laughs> a lot. The consensus
1: curse. Uh-oh.
0: Consensus. Uh-oh. Consensus <laughs> curse. All right, the next one I'm looking at, um, Fiona Farrow, Mandy Manella. Farrow, a favorite at minus 125. Manella, minus 110. No, please don't bet this match. I think I like Manella at that number, but it's kind of like, or oh, hey, you Manella like Farrow.
1: Cl- oh, no, come on. Don't do it. it what Why not? What an ugly, ugly match to bet on. There's so Come many on. matches. We've got two tournaments. Plug you, plug you. Oh. We've, got, we've Bet on the qualies. So Go bet on like there Antonio Long and Feritassen uh, on the spreader. <laughs> Paula Bedosa-Hiber is a is a much better value bet than having to bet on Ferrer Manella. No, no. No, don't do it. Just don't bet on this match. Listeners, don't listen to noobs on this one. I love <laughs> so, on them. The listen to them on to other things. Not on this one. Don't bet on this match. Don't listen to noobs <laughs> on this one. I love them. Listen to them on other things. Not on this one. Don't bet on this one.
0: All right, fine. It's. Would you do you agree, spreaders? Where I have to yell at you too?
2: I mean, I've been. I'm not gonna. I've already tell, told myself I'm not gonna bet a first round this week. Um, it's almost weird. It's almost like the transition coming off of Grand Slam um, this week. Just with you know going to clay. I mean, I guess we had Charleston, but we don't have a lot of players. Um, they went from Charleston over to Lugano, so you know this is the first you know clay event of the season. Too, and so. I just think. Uh, Kind of climate. watching and taking notes. So the weather
1: will be different than, um, you know, southern United States. Yeah, real quick. In, yeah. in Switzerland, which is all fairly, you know, you don't have many places that are as warm as South Carolina there.
2: Although the first day in Charleston. The first day in Charleston. Yeah, was and even close. the well
1: the residents were all in that? Sweatshirts. One of the players I think, was wearing I a think hoodie. the idea of what you need a sweater <laughs> in Charleston differs from like Toronto yeah. and Lugano. Like I was out in it was it was ten degrees Celsius here last night, and yeah. I went out in a t shirt and jacket. Like no one in Charleston, South Carolina is going out in a t shirt in ten degrees Celsius. No one
2: in Charleston, South Carolina is going well yeah cuz 2 days later it was 80 is exactly. 80 degrees like, I, so I, I mean that's that's the south Florida weather for you in a nutshell celsius. but um... I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like
1: this is summer like what are you doing I go outside like 9 degrees celsius I'm in a t-shirt it's, I'm fine it's summer. <laughs> so what I think I, I go a Lugano will be a little degrees. chillier I think all week I would I would presume Yep a guy
0: a guy from, a guy from- yep a guy from Thank California you. talking to a guy in, in Toronto about the weather that's right folks that's what we <laughs> have here on the net worth podcast um, next match Te- I've got Teichman. Kudomir Tova minus 120 yeah. against Teich- Teichman Teichman how do you say that Jorge? Oh, boy. Teichman I had, Teichman I'd, minus I like 120 what do you every, think uh,
1: Friday see who's still playing see who's scheduled to play the next I week had, I, I like um, be for better. potential you know the travel and, and fatigue fades and this is a beautiful spot Kudermetova. I'm gonna I double down on this one I'm gonna I'm gonna play the outright and I'm gonna play Kudermetova, and I don't even care I got her actually a little while ago let me check the exact timestamp on my care. tweet here her um, there's a little bit a little bit of CLV involved too which is always nice to uh, to have uh, I had her at minus 10 107 so um, Ooh. a decent amount a decent chunk of CLV on that uh, on that bet and uh, she was one, 195, not 193, and then she dropped to 193. I'm like, hey, got to get on this. Teichman has played, I think, nine matches in 11 days. Uh, she's played Santa Margarita de Pula, and to her credit, she's in form. Um, she played Santa Margarita de Pula and won the one last week. But remember, with the new ITF style, they don't play uh, first-round matches till Tuesdays so she's you basically if you're playing itf's you're playing guaranteed every single uh friday saturday sunday or thursday friday saturday sunday so she played the 27th 28th 29th 30th and 31st of march to win santa margarita and then she had two days off and played the third fourth fifth and sixth of april okay now she's today on the seventh she's traveling back to switzerland To play as a wild card against Matova, who is much more skilled, who is underrated on clay, and who is probably more rested. So, um, 100% that's a play, just whether you're looking at matchup, whether you're looking at, uh, even surface-wise, I don't think Teichman has that much of an edge on Kudermatova. You're looking at rest, although she had to fly from Charleston and not within Europe. She's had several days to get there and acclimate. Uh, the only thing Teichman has here is home court advantage, and that's when well, you've got everything favoring Kuder Matova. Uh, but Teichman has, like, home court. I will 100% back Kuder Matova at near
0: evens. Yeah, I, th- I think I like Kuder Matova here. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I like
2: Kuder Matova too. Um, she's 1-0 uh, head-to-head on clay. Um, I just think that this is a good spot for her.
0: All right, next match I got a Parmentier, a dog at plus 120 against Vogel minus 163. Do you got any angles here, spread? Do you like the dog? That's kind of I think where I'm leaning.
2: Yeah, I was surprised she was the dog here. Uh, do you have well, a, I mean, any idea, big idea big, so... why mm-hmm. she would be the dog for um... well,
1: I, mean, I I just I don't think I I like either of these two. She's better than Vogel. I would Vogel think. did well here last year. I think I, 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 I think books. Do tend to value uh, not necessarily because of points defending, I think it's just that they see a player went to the semifinal last year and we don't have any form on the surface to go off of this year. I think they'll look at that and, and kind of factor that in a bit more. So, I think that's why you're seeing Vogel. I'm seeing her 165 plus, or sorry, 1.65 at uh at pinnacle, which is somewhere in the 150 155 range, I think. Um so you can get her at that price to Parmentier plus one thirty four yep. at Pinnacle. Um one thirty three at Unibet. Yeah, 134, one thirty uh, four. I like that a lot. Uh, bet click. Oh that's no, that's French, that's not American. That's one thirty five. But there's plenty of value out there on, on Parmentier if you like her. I just I'm not a Parmentier clay fan. Um, and I think that someone who is average at best off their own surface, you know, Naomi Naomi Osaka on clay. You'll, she's not her service but she's still Naomi Osaka when you take an average player and put her, take her off her favorite surface, um, or take her off a service she's good on she's nine and 7 last year it was her best service last year just because she sucked so much on outdoor hardcourts uh, but, but I'm not a fan of Parmentier so I'm going to pass
0: <laughs> yeah that'll probably get sucked into the back in the dog um we talked a little bit about Suarez Navarro and Hercog. Suarez Navarro's favorite at minus 188. Um, Hercog 137. That looks just about right to me. Um, I think it's short.
1: I, short, I don't think, think that I've confused the hell out favorite. of myself looking at this What do you think, lines, Corey? Because I look at CSN's outright price, and I'm like, ooh, 9 to 1 is close. Like, I had it circled at first and then backed off. Then I look at this match, and I think, oh, Hercog's money line here <laughs> is half decent. It's almost like a spot where you want to hedge the first match. And not, you know, going along the way because you're fine the rest of the way. Um, so it's that's a whole confusing thing to me. So I passed on both. I just said, screw it. If I can't find it, an angle, I'm going to leave them both.
0: All right. I Yeah. I think I'll probably pass. And it's this is Herkog's, like you said, favorite surface. The numbers actually here are pretty close. CSN had kind of a down year on clay last year. Um, you know, or hold break on clay last year was actually under a hundred you know versus the year before she was 114 so um wonder if she bounced back on the sur- on the surface but i'll be passing on this match um the last one we've got here uh someone i've never heard of Yelena lena in albin and uh plushkova the lesser uh plushkova the lesser minus 200 albin plus 150 i, uh, I have, I have the nothing to say open, about this any thoughts guys
1: and i'm looking nope. into a few things <laughs> i might take Il Albin when plus four comes out, if I can get that at a half decent number. And the plus 185 is also enticing at Unibet. Uh, I like the youngster. She's 20 years old. Uh, she's someone that's shown improvement year over year um, so far in 2019, which I really like. Um, and I get Chris Plish off a hard court. Uh, I think young players will tend to take this wild card and, and, I think, you know, you, when you get a, a young player gets a wild card into a home country turner, I think they do better than someone in their mid to late 20s, right? Because they see this as, like, they get more pumped up. Like When you're a kid, you get much more pumped up over, you know, big games than I think when you're 35 or, or 25, right? So I think that kind of youthful uh, experience will play in. We saw that with Whitney Osigwe yeah. pushing Daniel Collins to a tie break um, in Miami before getting baggled and running out of gas. So I think that... Uh, Il Albin, who has a little bit more experience than someone like Osigwe, um, will be able to play two full sets. And I'm I'm, going to look at the spread here. I'm going to look at Il Albin.
0: All right. That's just about it. That's all the matches we have lines for. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure that if you're listening, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you can, give us a rating and a review. Um, we'd love to hear back from you guys. And any nice things you have to say would be greatly appreciated. So thanks for listening, and have a great week, and enjoy the two clay tournaments.
2: Good luck in all your wagers.